Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Larry, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing great. It is currently Friday, so uh, so I'm even doing better. That's right. <laughs> Woohoo! Weekend. All right. But before we get to the weekend, I know that today you're talking about investment asset allocation for retirees. Why are you bringing this up right now? Yeah, so we work with a lot of clients. Obviously, have started with us before they've been retired and then transitioned into retirement. So we have a lot of conversations with them. And what is the right asset allocation for somebody that's retired and is withdrawing money down? And it's totally different than somebody's that's still in the accumulation phase. Mm -hmm. And with people living longer and longer, uh, what is the right allocation as you as you age? Uh, when I first started in the in the business, the the one rule that everyone kind of went by was you took your age, you took a hundred and you subtracted your age mm -hmm. and that's how much went into the stock market. So if you're 80 years old, you would have a hundred minus 80 and you only have 20% in the stock market. And is now is that rule of, is not really holding up for a lot of different reasons. The interest rate environment is so low. So some of the, yeah. the returns you can get from your non-equity exposure is not the same. Uh, so I, I have heard a couple of peop people mention the new rule is now you take 120 and you minus your age. Hmm. So, but I do want to caution everyone. Those are just those are just rules, and we throw them all out the window. Yeah. So, uh, so why do we throw them all out the window, Eric? And that's because there's so many factors that come into play when creating a portfolio, whether you're retired or not. But especially if you're if you're retired. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you need to know when creating a portfolio or, the, or maybe the best asset allocation portfolio when you're retired? Uh, you may ask Eric, so I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so here are some of the things that you need to know. One is, what is your risk tolerance? Mm -hmm. Everybody is different. Uh, everyone, everyone says, well, my risk tolerance is low or it's high. We actually have a 25-question risk tolerance form that we use to really fine-tune that. And we actually redo that risk tolerance questionnaire every five years to make sure that your risk hasn't changed, especially as you age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, so one is risk tolerance. Two is your time horizon. You know, we, we mentioned that people are living longer. So now if we meet with somebody and they're 65 and they're retiring, we may have 30 more years, yeah. maybe longer that we have to plan for. So in previous generations, when your grandfather, or my great grandfather retired, they got their watch at age 65 and by 70, they probably were no longer with us. So. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to prepare for lo longevity. So that's an another reason. Um, two is what is the tax ramifications? So do you have money in your qualified accounts versus your non-qualified accounts? 
Um, what is your, your status? Are you married? You're single. How much do you need to take out of your portfolio? In other words, you have money coming in from other cash flows situations, such as social security, pensions, or required minimum distributions. We have some clients and some clients that are, both were teachers and their pensions and their social security are basically what they live on. So their investment allocation could be entirely different than the same two people, the same age, the same risk tolerance, but they need to withdraw money, more money down from their portfolio. Yeah. So, so people that are not withdrawing down from their portfolio um, and want to pass that money on to their heirs, but don't want to do it just yet, can have a totally different asset allocation mm -hmm. than somebody that needs the money now. Yeah, I, 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 I love the fact that you said that you, you, you revisit the risk tolerance every five years with your clients because things can happen. And I'm assuming that you know we've spoken before about when you want your clients to reach out to you, like major life events. But when you talked about passing things on to heirs, you could have totally different risk tolerances if all of a sudden you find out you have grandchildren on the way, right? Now I want to think about passing on to them or I want to pay for their education or whatever it is. I may want to take less risk to make sure, you know, there is money for sure in there for that education or for my grandchildren to spoil them rotten, whatever it is, right? So I, I like the fact that you revisit that. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 again, it's that may not be less risk, it may be more risk because if you have a grandchild that's not going to college for 18 years, True, yeah. you can invest that entirely different. So even though you may have that earmarked and it's still in your name, um, you can have a separate different account. We actually have this. We have clients that have a separate account for college education uh, above and beyond the 529. Mm -hmm. We have actually clients that have a separate account. We call it the long-term care account. So they're instead of buying a long-term care insurance policy and they're 55 years old and they have significant assets. We've taken a pot of money, been very aggressive with that because the odds are they won't need that until they're in their 80s. Mm. And we're more aggressive with that. And But we do have other clients that are, they want to buy a second home in a year or they're mm -hmm. building a home in a year. And you there you can't be more aggressive because they need the money in a short period of time. So really knowing the time horizons of the different types of investments that you want to do is is important. That's why I also mentioned you know the tax the accounts because if you have a retirement account, your minimum distribution is seventy two, and there's actually some rumbling out there that it's going to be pushed back to seventy five. So again, how long are you going to wait before you need that money? So again, it's like a big, sometimes it's like a big jigsaw puzzle, Eric. And there are a lot of these pieces and we want to put these pieces together so we can complete the puzzle and, and make it the most efficient for you. Yeah, absolutely. Larry, you mentioned withdrawals a moment ago. And, and when I think about withdrawals, there's a lot of things. I mean, you, you said RMDs. Uh, we've talked about RMDs before. When, are you talking about just RMDs or are you talking like with, withdrawing on a monthly basis for income? Yeah. So let's, let, let's talk about income and let's talk about withdrawals. And that's actually a, li a little bit, 
a little bit different. And so withdrawals are actually the money that you need to live on. So in other words, mm -hmm. if you're need, I'm just arbitrarily going to pick this. If you need $10,000 a month to live on and your social security and your pension is 5,000 a month, that means you need to withdraw $5,000 a month from your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you need to earn income of $5,000 a month but you need actually cash of $5,000 a month. So what's happened over the last few years, interest rates have gone almost down to zero on yeah. really safe portfolios. Now, Eric, you may be a little bit too young to remember this, but I remember 15% CDs. Oh my God, um, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably did. Nice. I, I also remember 12% mortgage rates. Oh, so thank goodness so, I don't remember that. <laughs> yep. So things have changed. So if you retired back then and you had um, an, enough money that you're, even if you had 10% interest, the interest alone on your safe CDs could have been enough for you to, to live. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people over the years that had all their money in, in things in CDs or fixed rates, um, have seen the income deplete and now they can't live off just the income. Mm. So you need to have a total return strategy. What do I mean by that? Is that yes, you need to have some items that like the stock market that is gonna grow more for you over longer periods of time to make sure your withdrawal amount is enough. So for example, if your withdrawal rate is 5% and you were drawing somewhere between four and 5%, but you're only making 1% if that much on your safe part of your portfolio, where are you going to get returns to, to get up to the four and 5%? The only way to do that historically is through the stock market. So you, we need some waves, um, or even some additional bonds that are a little bit longer in maturity, a little bit more risk than a CDs. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different types of ways of creating a portfolio to get your total return because you probably or may not have enough assets just to live off 1% interest for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. So one of the things that, is concerning to people. So you're not there yet, but every one of our clients, Eric, that once they stop retiring and that spigot is turned off and there's no more income coming through, mm -hmm. when there is one of these stock market corrections, they get nervous. And I don't care how much money you have. So I've gone through this in numerous times, 2000, 2008, 2020. Mm -hmm. So when the stock market goes down, it, what normally happens, people get fearful and they sell. And that's the worst thing yeah. to do. So how do you create a total return strategy and the right asset allocation and also make sure that psychologically you don't panic and sell at the wrong, at the wrong time? Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, it's a great question uh, because emotion plays such a big part of everything we do. Uh, 
Absolutely. People normally they want to buy when the stock market is doing well and sell when it's do it, it's not doing well. And you want to kind of do just the uh, just the opposite. So how do we do uh, it? You want to take some profits when it's doing well and you want to buy when it's not when it's out of favor. So, mm -hmm. you know, buy low, sell high. So so how do we create the strategy to help people not worry about a stock market decline or even a large stock market decline that we've seen mm -hmm. a few times in the last 20 years so they can get the total return that they need. So we've created what we call the Hello Wealth Management Reservoir Strategy. Uh, it's kind of a play on the bucket strategy, very similar. And it's been proven and it's worked uh, in each one of these downturns. So how does it work? Well, we have really three different strategies and two different reservoirs that flow into your income pocket. Uh, so in other words, we have a short-term pocket of, of water, then we have your medium-term reservoir and your long-term reservoir. Mm -hmm. And how do you decide what goes into each one of these reservoirs? Well, the first thing is, we, we figure out how much you need each month. So if you need $5,000 a month, we'll look at a short-term reservoir of somewhere between two and three years. Uh, and, and why do we select that? Because if we do have a stock market correction, we've looked at history and based upon your asset allocation, how long you would need before you would need to draw out from the stock market. So we may say that your long-term reservoir of what's invested in the stock market is your 10-year reservoir. So we won't have to sell anything from this reservoir when there's a downturn. We'll sell out of the reservoir, the long-term reservoir, to replenish the short-term one when their market is up. And then we also have a median term, which is made up of some fixed income that is yielding more than a cash bucket. Again, if the market is down and we need to replenish our short-term reservoir, we'll take money out from the medium-term reservoir. Mm. For, for really a more and a better explanation of this with some visual aids, you can go to our website. We have a case study on there for retirees, a new case study on our website at hellowealthmanagement.com, which will show the reservoir strategy along with a case study that, we, that we've done. That's fantastic. I, I want you to give that uh, information again when we when we wrap up the podcast uh, because that, that'll be a huge resource for people. But I really have... A question, and I think the audience probably has the same question. What is an optimal portfolio? How do you optimize a portfolio that that can do the things that you're talking about? So, like I just probably tell everybody, it really it really depends. So <laughs> I knew you're going to say that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I wish I had one that the fits size for all, but there is not one yeah. that. Fit size for that's why when you talk about these rules what i started off the podcast with the mm -hmm. rules don't work for everybody everyone yeah. is different so you 
you can't really just have uh, a rule to, to go by. It really depends upon your cash needs, what we talked about, your three, your, the three years that we'd like to see in a cash need when the market is up like, like this. And all the items that I, all the, uh, the ones, all the rules that I mentioned, uh, check that, all the items that you need to know at the beginning of the podcast, such as your risk tolerance and your longevity and your withdrawal rate, that all factors in. So the, the optimal allocation for you is different than the optimal allocation for somebody else. We have um, a, an older client and she has zero risk tolerance, very low risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. But she has enough money that she doesn't even have to earn any interest on her portfolio and she'll never run out of money. So she'd rather have that than see her portfolio go down even a little bit. Um, and we have others that mention uh, are going to leave money to the next generation. Mm -hmm. So we have almost all their money invested in the stock market because they're not going to use it. So they feel that they'll make a lot more money in the stock market. We agree. So we have a uh, much more overweight than the than the rules. Got it. So and also depends what what accounts you have and what you're drawing from. You have to take a required minimum distribution at 72. So you, your your allocation may be different from your retirement accounts than your non-retirement accounts. Uh, so. Again, if you're 60 or 65, you still can have seven to 12 years before you have to take a required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. So everything, every person is different and you need to create the portfolio that works for you. And if you haven't gone through this process to really determine what the right allocation is, it, it, it's really, it's really important. Yeah. And I know that you've also said before that there are times when you have to encourage uh, your your clients to spend some of their money because they're they're fine, right? They're doing fine, um, and and you you have to kind of dispel that concern or that you know that fear that they have that they're gonna run out of money or or whatever it is, and you have to sit down and say, hey, look, no, you you can you can take a trip, you can you know upgrade your car, you can do you know whatever, or you can gift money to your kids or grandkids or charity uh, because. I think a lot of us are captured by fear and a lot of it, a lot of the fear is, you know, driven by the media uh, and we just don't know. And uncertainty can, can kind of cause us to have that deer in the headlights look. Yeah. I mean, there's two risks. I mean, there's risk of running out of money, but there's also risk of not enjoying it during your yeah. lifetime. And uh, we find sometimes the fear of running out of money prevents you from, from, enjoying some of that. So uh, again, that, that, that's really, really important. And one of the things that we find clients are really thankful when they go through working with us in the process. Yeah. Yeah. So break that down for me. How do you guys help? Glad you asked, Eric. So, uh, so the first thing that we really do is we, we'll look at a cash. We'll look at a cash flow analysis. What do I mean by that? All your income streams that are coming in from your Social Security and your pension, and you, what are your expenses? A, a lot of people don't know what their expenses are, mm -hmm. and they just kind of ballpark it. Well, you can't really ballpark it if you really want to put together the right asset allocation, determine how much you need. You really want to have a better idea. Now, you don't have to go through a line item by line item, 
budget. There are ways of figuring out how much you're spending. We have some ideas and some tricks that we can kind of go through. But really, first thing and the most important thing is really figuring out what your income and your expenses are and helping us. And, and what we do is we'll help you put together a cash flow analysis. So we'll do that for you. The second is really the tax analysis, knowing which accounts are you going to withdraw down from, but also a lot of people have made a lot of money in the stock market. So when they want to take money out of this, there is a capital gains that you may or may not have to pay yeah. depending upon what your tax bracket is. So what is the tax strategy that you can do? So that's another way that we help. And then creating the reservoir strategy that I talk about and knowing your risk tolerance and knowing how to put this together to give you peace of mind. It was real interesting and the clients that have went through 2008 with us, Eric, when 2020 rolled around, we made some phone calls out there after the market dropped because of the beginning of the pandemic, the clients went, well, we've been through this before. We have, we know we have enough cash in there, by the way, should I be investing now? Should I be putting more money in the market? Mm -hmm. So educating the, the clients and seeing that the strategy has worked so they're comfortable with it and they've tuned out the predictors of the stock market people that are on TV yeah. saying the world's coming to an end. So that's another way that, that we help, plus handholding through the downturn for, for the first time retirees that are going through this. Yeah. And then by doing all this, we'll create the optimal asset allocation portfolio that works for you mm -hmm. and only you, and it's different for everybody. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, Larry, as we wrap up this podcast, I, I know that I told you I'd ask you where they can find that resource again. I, I think you said the website, correct? Yes. So you can go to our website, um, hellowealthmanagement.com. Uh, there's a link on the website that you can schedule a free 20-minute call with myself or one of their other CFPs on staff. Or feel free to call us at 631-293-2806, and we can discuss the right asset allocation for you. All right, Larry. Thank you so much for your time today. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you, Eric. This was fun as usual. You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.